Hey everyone, it's time for another live look at the astrology and my name is Katie Sweetman. I'm with Empowering Astrology and this is a look at October 26th through November 1st, 2020. So we've been gathering every week to look at the astrology and sort of understand how we can best work with it. Um, I've been doing this for almost 10 years at this point, not this broadcast, I've only been doing this for a year and a half, but Empowering Astrology is built on this kind of philosophy of using the astrology to our best advantage, to grow, to heal, to transform. And something that you hear me saying over and over again is that the astrology is 50% and you are the other 50%. So how do you get your human self in alignment with what the sky is asking of us at this time. And as you may or may not know, it's been asking a lot of us. So if you're watching on the live broadcast, do say hi, tell me where you're watching from. As I've been saying week after week, I can't travel. So I am uh, vicariously traveling through you. I'm a Scorpio, but I have a lot of planets in Sagittarius. So it's kind of sad. I'm not on a plane someplace, not you know, traveling to Europe or traveling here and there. Um, so I just love to hear where you all are from. I know some of you get up and you listen to me in in Australia and Sydney or in, in um, New Zealand. So always love hearing from you all. Um, let's uh, look, look at the astrology this week. And there is a lot going on. Um, is not what I say every week. Um, this week we have a full moon. We have a full moon on October 31st. So yes, it's a Halloween full moon. How spooky. And it's also Scorpio season. And this full moon is in the sign of Taurus. And when we have a full moon in Taurus, we need to make decisions or sort of look at something that has to do with stability, security, money. Taurus is the second sign of the zodiac and teaches us about putting putting down roots, planting seeds. Without Taurus, meaning without this archetype, this archetypical energy, how would we feel safe to thrive, to grow? Um, when the sun is in Taurus, for example, in the Northern Hemisphere, it's May. It's the end of April going to May. We're putting, uh, we're planting seeds. We're kind of enjoying the uh, natural world in full bloom. So there's a lusciousness to Taurus. And this is this energy that we are getting in contact this week. But also this full moon is, we would say in astrology, conjunct Uranus. So this is bringing forward a story that began in May of 2018. And again, in March of 2019, it's sort of the next big step in the story. But we'll get to that in a few moments. Let's let's talk about Scorpio season. <laughs> Happy birthday, Scorpios. Happy. I mean, I'm at the end of Scorpio. So it's not, you know, I've got a few more weeks till it's my birthday. It's kind of bizarre that it's already Scorpio season again. I think my brain is somewhere stuck in September or August. I don't know. Maybe you will all feel the same. My joke is that it's April 8,000 at this point. Um, who knows? Who knows? But yes, it's time for another Scorpio season. And when we go into Scorpio, we are not only entering the eighth sign of the Zodiac, but we are entering a part of the Zodiac that teaches us about life and death. And it's no coincidence that this is the season of Halloween. This is the season when other cultures celebrate the dead. They celebrate rebirth. They celebrate that very thin veil between this world and the next world. There's a duality to Scorpio. In fact, it's a sign that has a lot in common with Gemini, which you, if you know some astrology, you're like, how is Scorpio and Gemini on the same page? But Gemini is Scorpio's eighth sign. Um, maybe that's a little bit of a technical point for some of you all, but it gives us a little bit of a deeper insight into Scorpio. And Scorpio, it's the eighth sign. It's, you know, the eight, the infinity, these kind of two halves, these two dualities. Reminds me of Gemini. And Scorpio is an energy. And even if you're not a Scorpio, you have Scorpio somewhere in your chart because you are all 12 signs. And Scorpio is an energy that needs to know how to balance light and dark. 
it needs to, it understands that life is inherently about light and dark, and that there are angels and devils side by side in this world. There's life and death side by side in this world. And we have to balance that because if not, you sort of get the kind of the crazy archetype of Scorpio that uses its energy in a, let's say, more self-destructive way. So this is a season when we have to examine our own inner light and dark, which we have to find the balance within, to face the things within ourselves that maybe are taking us out of balance. Um, And it's a very psychic sign. It's a sign that sort of, it knows there's a sort of occult wisdom to Scorpio. It sort of knows that there's more to life than just what we can see around us. So this is a time when regardless of whether you're a Scorpio, you're sort of working through that archetype. You know, it's a time when we are supposed to feel uncomfortable here in the Northern Hemisphere, here in New York City, the leaves are changing, the the days are getting longer, the days are getting colder. And we're very aware that uh, life is impermanent, that there is a cycle to everything. And that for everything that is born, everything must die. This is what Scorpio's counter to Taurus's. Taurus's, those first buds of life, the sort of the fertility and the pleasure of living. And Scorpio is the counter. We need both. And that's, you know, essentially what full moons teach us. They teach us about the duality of two signs. You know, every full moon is going to be in the sign that's opposite of the sun. So, you know, Taurus full moon later this week on October 31st, Taurus is the sign that's opposite of Scorpio. Scorpio is ruled by Mars. And for those who have been paying attention to the astrology, Mars has been retrograde since September 9th. So we have been in a two month period until November, I believe it's the 15th, no, the 13th, November 13th, um, when we are sort of walking back with our Mars. Mars is normally a planet that teaches us archetypically about action, drive, will, courage, bravery. And with Mars retrograde right now and Mars retrograde for most of Scorpio season, we can't do things the way we would normally do them. There's an instinct to Mars, there's an impulse to Mars. And certainly in Scorpio, you know, Scorpio is ruled by Mars. Mars is what's called the traditional ruler of Scorpio. I'm going to come back to rulerships in just a moment because, you know, this is one of these questions that come up uh, from time to time. Um, But with Mars retrograde, we have to sort of, we can't, we can't work on these sort of instincts and impulses that we would normally use during this time. Mars is in Aries, which is Scorpio's sign of work, health, wellness, taking care of our body. Uh, It's a very physical place for Mars. So it's a sense of like we can't, let's say normally we would have a lot of energy, a lot of drive with Mars and Aries during Scorpio season. You know, it's a, I would say, let's do a lot of physical activity. Maybe that's still what we need at this time. Physical activity, getting the blood moving, the heart pumping. But if physical activities is maybe limited right now, or maybe there's a story around physical activity, maybe there's a story around health and wellness right now. And how do you go back and do things differently? You know, with this mindset that Scorpio, it's an investigative sign, it wants to get to the bottom of a mystery. So maybe there's a health challenge, or maybe there's just something that's not quite right. And you're trying to What's the deeper meaning behind what's going on with your body? Maybe this Mars retrograde is going to give you some deeper insight. Um, Maybe this is a time when you are also returning to old projects. That said, we still need to focus a lot on our physical lives, our day-to-day lives, our schedules, our projects, our work over the coming uh, four weeks of Scorpio season to my earlier point about rulership. So traditionally, Scorpio is ruled by Mars. Every 
planet in astrology, uh, with the exception of what are called the modern planets, the outer planets. So anything Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, these are modern discoveries. There is an inbuilt duality to the zodiac, which I absolutely adore. It sort of is symmetrical. You know, Mars rules Aries, it rules Scorpio. Scorpio is the yin or the feminine or the receptive emotional watery energy of Mars. And then in Aries, it's the more kind of archetypically young, masculine, um, external, um, driven, um, competitive side of Mars. So Scorpio, it does it does Mars internally obsesses, it needs to, there's a bravery and courage to Mars and that bravery and courage is now internally, if you know a Scorpio, or if you have strong Scorpio in your chart, you go places that maybe most people don't go. And I mean that internally. I mean that you will face things, you will go after things, you will transform, you know that you must transform. And something that is an invitation to all signs right now, or at least whatever part of your chart Scorpio represents. So Mars is the traditional uh, planet that's associated with Scorpio. Um, every planet has a dual rulership in astrology, except for the sun and the moon, because they are the original pair. You know, sun, more that archetypically masculine, and I say the moon, archetypically feminine. Like, these are not genders, these are just pluses and minuses on the energetic battery of life. So to that point, when Pluto was discovered, I believe it was 1931, you know, the, every planet that was discovered um, in modern times, so up until 1781, the last planet you could see in the sky was Saturn. It represented, it, it represented limitations, boundaries. What's beyond Saturn? Well, to the ancients, that was it. That was the end. And so archetypically, you know, the world up until that point in time, it's very Saturnian. There's, there's limits, there's boundaries. You, if you're born into a certain station, then you can't really go beyond that station except for extraordinary circumstances. Well, in 1781, Uranus is discovered. Uranus, this time of revolution, science, awakenings, new technology, the world starts to rapidly shift. When Uranus is discovered, you know, astrologers are like, what do, what do we do with Uranus? Well, and, and, and there's probably a more elegant way of explaining the historical reasons of why Uranus was put into um, as the modern ruler of Aquarius, but that's sort of the logic is that they put Uranus in Aquarius. They put Neptune in Pisces, and then Pluto is discovered in the 1930s, and then it's like, okay, that's the ruling planet of Scorpio. So here's why I use traditional rulers. This is a little bit of an intermediary point, especially for those who are just to just know your sun sign. Rulership is not affinity, meaning I know Pluto has an affinity with Scorpio, but that does not mean it rules Scorpio. Rulership, it's like uh, wires in a schematic. It's like engineering. If I pick up this planet, I pick up this wire, I know that it's going to connect over here. So you just can't arbitrarily be like, oh, well, then this wire is going to do this. Well, anyway, this is my soapbox just for a moment. But anyway, so Pluto, that said, is considered the modern ruler of Scorpio. And, and to be fair, there is a lot of affinity. So what does Pluto do in astrology? Pluto is a slow moving planet. It will spend anywhere from 11 years in a sign um, and then 30 years in another. So it spends the least amount of time in Scorpio and Libra. Thank God for that. Can you imagine 30 years of Pluto and Scorpio? Um, but it spends the most amount of time in, I believe, like Aries and Taurus. Um, I, none of us will probably be alive when Pluto is in Aries and Taurus, but you never know, maybe the young kids these days. But um, Pluto, it's an evolutionary force. 
it sort of when we meet the energy of Pluto, which we happen um, off and on, um, especially if you're a Capricorn. I've been talking about in previous um, lives how since 2008, there's a particular area of your life where Capricorn is that has been getting a lot of Pluto energy. Pluto sort of reaches into our psychic pipes, so to speak, and says, here, look, look what I found. Um, so Pluto in that affinity with Scorpio, Scorpio will like go into things. It will say, okay, what is at the bleeding heart root of why I feel this way or what's going on? There's no superficiality with Scorpio. So Pluto with that sense of affinity is like, here, let's look at it. Even if it's painful, even if it's ugly, you know, something that my spirit guides have told me is that Pluto is like a mirror. It shows a mirror to the things that we don't want to look at. It shows a mirror to our soul. So you, if let's say a sign like Virgo, you know, a couple of signs ago, Virgo is about physical healing. Then what about soul healing? Scorpio helps us. Pluto helps us with soul healing. And with Mars and Aries this season, we are working on our physical health this month. This month but what about our emotional health? So this is all you know something to keep in mind. Um, yes, I use traditional rulers. Um, I know this question came up today when I wrote about Jupiter being the ruler of Pisces and I I, I think that this is just like a side note. When we disavow the feminine rulership of a sign, we sort of we, we miss out on that that, that archetypical energy. Uh, Jupiter is the ruler of Pisces in the traditional duality. Uh, Jupiter is the ruler of Sagittarius. Um, this is wisdom that you learn because you you read in a book somebody taught you, you went to university, you went to college, you got on a plane and you traveled the world. It's wisdom, external wisdom, it's objective wisdom. But Jupiter as the uh, as the other side of the coin, so to speak, in Pisces is internal wisdom. You, you know it's true because you feel it, you intuit it. It's mysticism, it's spirituality, you cannot read it in a book, you just have to feel it. And this is why you know this came up because today, Monday, October 26th, the moon is in Pisces. And I'm like, let's look at Jupiter. Jupiter's over in Capricorn right now. Jupiter is conjunct Pluto. There's that, there's that pesky Pluto again. You know, Pluto has really been doing a number on our faith this year, all year long, pretty much, Jupiter has been back and forth with Pluto and Saturn too. Jupiter, planet of faith, truth, meaning, external faith, external meaning, internal faith, internal meaning. Pluto's like, here, look what I found. So it's been an intense time with, you know, as we soul search this year, what does this all mean with 2020 being kind of the crazy, crazy bit of a year that it is? Well, there's been a lot of Pluto going on as well. And Saturn, you know how I love to talk about Saturn. Don't worry, we're not talking about Saturn this week. We're actually talking about Uranus. So this is a good segue into the Halloween full moon on October 31st. Um, it will be at 10.50 a.m. New York time on October 31st. Um, that's 7.50 a.m. Los Angeles, 2.50 p.m. in London. For those who are in uh, Sydney, Melbourne, it's at 1.50 a.m. on November 1st and 3.50 a.m. In Auckland and New Zealand. So for the most part, it is on the 31st of October. For those further away, it's on the 1st of November. So this full moon is an interesting full moon. So I've said this in previous lives. I'm a big picture astrologer. I like to connect the dots. I like to make things evident for you all because astrology is not these independent days, these uh, moments and times that do not thread together. With this full moon, 
conjunct Uranus, meaning that the full moon is in the same place in the sky as the planet Uranus. If you could see it, Uranus is not uh, a visible planet except for uh, with the naked eye, except you know with a telescope. Um, this means that a story that began in May of 2018, when Uranus first went into Taurus for the first time since the 1930s and 40s, um, and then Uranus dipped back out, I think it was like November 6th of 2018. So May to November of 2018, this was like our preview. This was like Uranus was saying, hey, get ready. There's a certain part of your life that's going to need a total reinvention. Uranus is a planet. It's, a, it's an outer planet. It's a modern planet. It has an evolutionary function. It's not like Saturn, you know, eat your vegetables, go to work, earn a living, create a stable, grounded life. It's, you, you know, it's beyond Saturn, meaning what now, what has kept us imprisoned? What has kept us limited? What has held us back? So all of us, I'm guilty of this too. We live our lives small. Uranus takes one look at us and says, why are you living 5% of your potential? 10%, 20%, whatever. I'm you know, kind of being arbitrary here. Uranus is like, why are you living just a small potential of your life? Because we get caught in patterns. We get caught in what's called negative Saturn, our fears, our insecurities, our ruts, um, our limitations. And then Uranus is like, here, let me help. I'm going to take away the things that have been making you small, except the thing is that with the way that we see it, we're like, whoa, 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 wait, this job's not here anymore. This relationship's not here anymore or, or whatever. So Uranus started to give us a little bit of a heads up. And if you are a Taurus or if you are a Scorpio or if you are an Aquarius or if you are a Leo, and why am I focusing on those four signs? Well, these four signs form the cross. It was called a fixed cross. So Uranus went to Taurus and said to Taurus, hey, you know, you're going to totally reinvent yourself. I'm, I'm going to really push you to give me more than 5%, for example. But it's also saying that to Taurus or to Scorpio, to Aquarius, to Leo, it just was doing it in a different place. And don't worry, I'll go around the zodiac, but these four signs have been feeling it the most. And you know, maybe if you are an Aquarius, you've made a huge move in the past two years. So Uranus gave us the preview. And maybe for some of you, your life changed in May of 2018. Or maybe you saw a lot of big changes over the coming six months. Uranus leaves Taurus in November of 2018. It goes back into Aries, where it had been since 2010, 2011. If you are in Aries, you're like, oh, that's why my life turned upside down the previous seven years. And Uranus went back into Aries. It sort of wrapped up a story that began in 2010, 2011. And then in March of 2019, it goes into Taurus again. And it won't leave until 2025-2026. So a story began, and that story is not always so clear when it begins. Maybe it has a dramatic beginning. Maybe there is um, something that shakes, something that shifts. Well, this week with the full moon on the 31st, it's sort of like the story now comes forward. We had the seeds planted. We sort of been, you know, changing, shifting. Maybe some of us it's been a big shift, but now the story comes forward. So I'm just going to quickly go around the zodiac so you have an idea of what this story is. If you are an Aries, this story is about money, value, security, stability. What what value do you place on things? What's uh, how do you earn a living? And maybe you've seen a lot of shifts and changes, and how you earn a living over the past two years. Maybe there's a further shift that needs to happen. 
you know, for, this was what's called uh, the natural, Taurus's Aries's natural second house. Sorry, I'm getting technical for a moment. Um, and for, the, for all of us, Taurus normally um, rules over what's called the second house, money, stability, security. And I've been thinking a lot about this. I had this you know, a client today, I had a really good conversation with a client, and we were talking about money, meaning, you know, sometimes we do what we're supposed to do. We have that job, it pays us well, a lot of things are attached to it, but we're miserable. And sort of the point that I made is like, what, you know, what's the hidden cost? What's the hidden value? Is it worth more to know that you have a certain amount of money in a bank, but you are miserable because of the work that you have to do to do it, versus doing what makes you wanna wake up every morning, it makes you feel alive, and, and living in a studio apartment, for example. So I know all about making big changes because when Uranus went into Taurus in March of 2019, I became a full-time astrologer. Don't worry, Aries, I'll get back to you. So I know what it's like to have to make a big risk. And so this is the case for Aries, this is the case for all of us. It's like, how do we make sure that our currency our personal sense of value and worth is in alignment with our true value, our true worth. And sometimes our sense of value is wrapped up in mom and dad, and you know maybe we had a traumatic childhood, or maybe something else happened. And that sense of value and worth is skewed. So Uranus is saying, is this really your value? Is this somebody else's value? Is this somebody else's currency? What is your true currency? And this is true for all of us, and this is especially true for Aries, because Uranus is in your money sign of Taurus. Um, moving on to Taurus. Uh, Taurus, as I've been saying, that you've been in a two-year period of completely reinventing who you are. So to some earlier points, Uranus is saying to you, if you are only giving me 5% or whatever percent, for example, you need to give me more because Uranus's job is to make sure we break out of the things that make us you know, confined, that keep us small, that keep us limited. There's a sense of coming out at this time. You have to be the real you. Uranus, sorry, Taurus, you might even be seeing physical changes right now because you know Uranus is going through your sign. So maybe you look back and you see physical changes over the past couple of years. For example, I have a couple of Tauruses in my life and they've made physical changes. I also have a really good friend who's a Taurus and she's like, oh God, Katie, I heard that there's gonna be a, you know, I read your Instagram, there's gonna be a Taurus full moon. And, and I told my Taurus friend, I'm like, this is not a new story. This is a story you already know. You've been hearing the drum beats for two years that a lot of things have to change and change for the best if you work with it. This is how we get our human self, our 50% in alignment with the astrology because we have free will. And you all could, you know, fight tooth and nail Uranus. You're like, nope, I'm gonna stay the same. But Uranus has a funny habit of sort of moving away the things that we are attached to that aren't serving us anymore. I said it could be the job it could be the relationships the things that we are afraid to let go of but are keeping us small so Taurus you are in the time of reinventing yourself and who are you really when you sort of take away all the all the stuff all the past all the nonsense who are you really who do you want to be and how do you have the courage and bravery to be you and to make long overdue possibly changes. Taurus, I love you. You are my opposing sign, but you are the least change-loving of all the signs. And, and that's, it's part of your nature. You know, we need a sign that is all about preserving life and preserving the status quo. But you're sort of in this uncomfortable time right now where everything has to change. So how do you, you know, use this time to really transform for the, for the best possible ways? 
Gemini, um, this part of your chart sort of forms a little bit of a, it's like your unconscious, it's like your blind spot. It's happening in a space in your astrology chart or your astrology house. It's kind of an example I've been using lately with clients where I like to call it the God room in the astrology house. It's a very, it's happening in a very sacred place. It's happening in a place that's trying to awaken you to spiritual connections, trying to show you the things that you haven't been seeing. This is a part of your chart that you have a tendency to just kind of push things to the side and to not look at them. And Uranus is like, no, we're, we're going we're gonna to look at what's going on. So maybe you are feeling um, a lot of things kind of coming up, like dreams or intuition or things that you haven't even looked at or perhaps even things that you've repressed. It's time of awakening your blind spots right now, uh, Gemini. And Gemini, you are, you know, I will say probably about five or six weeks left until Saturn leaves Capricorn. So it's just been a really kind of intense time for Gemini in general. Um, Cancer. So this is the part of your chart that talks about community and friendships and social circle. And maybe you have seen over the past two years, your social circle has changed. Maybe you have you had friends previously that were part of that kind of keeping you small. Maybe you have attracted people into your life who have been like Taurus, meaning they've been the revolutionary, they've been the proverbial kind of radical, they've really opened your eyes to something. They're making you see the world and see yourself in the world in a much different way. Maybe community has a much different relationship. And, and by the way, for each of the signs, this full moon is it's sort of, like I said, it brings the story to a head. It creates a plot twist. It creates that moment in the narrative where suddenly things get interesting. So keep, keep that in mind. Um, moving on to Leo. Leo, you are two years into a seven-year story of reinventing your career. And I have this comment a lot with my Leo, Leo rising clients, you know, I'm like, well, Neil, let's talk about career, what's going on. So sometimes you're like, Oh, I love what I do, which is great. But Taurus is like, sorry, Uranus is like, do you really love what you do? Because there's something that's going to be different about your professional life. When we get to the end of the story in 2025, 2026. So if you, Leo, secretly want to be a baker, for example, and you are a lawyer because your parents were lawyers, their parents were lawyers, their parents were lawyers, for example, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I, I love this. Well, I'm pretty sure Uranus at some point in the, over the coming years, it even could be this week, is like, no, no, really, what do you want to do? You can't force yourself into a life or a shape or somebody else's definition of the role that you need to play in the world. It has to be the role that you want to play in this world. And that's where Uranus comes in. And that full moon might really put the spotlight on things and make it a little bit, um, maybe you get that light bulb moment where you're like, oh, this is what I really want to do, or I really truly love what I do and I need to do it bigger. Moving on to Virgo. Virgo, this part of your chart has to do with faith, truth, meaning it's the things you learn externally, meaning it's you know university or college or education, it's philosophy, it's knowledge, it's foreign travel. You know, we're not really doing a lot of long distance travel these days, but this whole time is meant to awaken how you see the world, how you see yourself in the world, and what, what do you believe in? What's your, what's your truth? What's your meaning? So you may have, you know, maybe there's been a story over the last couple of years where you have learned things, read things, been taught things, you know, maybe made a big change in your education if you're, you know, maybe you went back to school during this time. So this is this full moon that really puts this part of your life into, into the spotlight. Moving on to Libra. Um, this is the part of your chart that talks about really, it, it, in a way, this is your Scorpio area of your chart, even though it's Taurus. Um, 
you have to go deep with him. And you have spent the last two years really doing a lot of deep emotional psychic healing, perhaps, maybe. This has been a time to really awaken to the things that you've been holding on to on an emotional level that you don't need anymore. Uranus has a tendency to create disconnection, to create separation, which is perfect if it's an old pattern or an old emotional way of being that is not helping you. It's keeping you small. It's nourishing something negative. Um, maybe this is a time when, depending, and I just see this a lot, in client work where we become disassociated especially if you have if you were born with a strong uranus there's a tendency to to disassociate a little bit so this could be a time when you're trying to reconnect things as well um this does you know speak to money this speaks to emotional currency this speaks to other people's money this speaks speaks to really awakening um who has power over you you know how do you give away your power Scorpio, uh, this is about relationships. So this is the, you know, full moon that's really putting the spotlight on other people. Relationships mean all relationships. The This point in the chart for all signs, meaning, you know, Taurus is Scorpio's seventh sign. Every sign has a seventh sign. The seventh sign is your relationship sign. It forms your duality. Taurus and Scorpio are a duality. And this is a point of socialization. It's a point of interaction and connection. So when I say relationships, I do not mean just romantic relationships. So Scorpio, you are in a time of completely reinventing relationship, how you connect to people, how you open to people. Scorpio in general likes is a bit of a fortress. It, it's ruled by Mars. It's looking for threat. It's just part of its instinct. It's looking for maybe emotional threat. Scorpio is like, am I safe? Am I safe to connect? This is why Taurus's job is to tell Scorpio, hey, maybe we don't burn it all down. I don't know, maybe we just sort of keep a little bit or, you know, keep, you know, eat, eat something instead, instead of killing everything. I don't know. And this is the interplay between Scorpio and Taurus. So this is a time when maybe new people have been coming into your life over the past couple of years. Maybe you've had new relationship, new romantic relationship or new types of friendships come in. This is all meant to awaken you and to transform because Scorpio has to learn that no person, no human is an island. It has to interact. It has to compromise. It has to negotiate. It has to feel vulnerable. So Scorpio, along with, you know, like I said, Taurus, Leo and Aquarius, like you are in the midst of a seismic shift in your life. And I'm pretty sure if you go back and look over the last couple of years, you will see the seismic shift in action. Um, and this is a time when there's that, you know, because it's a full moon, full moons, they make things really evident, they put things in a spotlight, they demand our attention, they sort of say that, oh, the story is getting really interesting, the plot is getting juicy right now. So this is a time when new relationship might come in, um, or something existing with a current relationship might you know, come to the forefront. Uranus is also saying, and I say this to, to those, this is relevant. Um, if you are in a current relationship and it's not working, Uranus is like, you know, you know, is trying to liberate you from the things that keep you small, even if that means a relationship. Um, Sagittarius. So this full moon is highlighting health, wellness, how you take care of your body, your relationship with your body. And if you go and you look back over the last couple of years, maybe you've made some radical Uranus changes to how you take care of your body. Maybe you've made changes in your diet. Maybe you've made changes in fitness. Maybe you started doing something physical to take care of your body in a, in a new way. Maybe your work, maybe your 
day-to-day -day life looks completely different than it did in 2018. Uranus is trying to shake things up. So if you've been on the fence, Sagittarius, about doing something um, physical or something that is in support of the best health for your body, because your body, I tell people, your body is your first relationship. It's not your mother. It's your body. It's your most fundamental relationship. It's the one that you need to make sure is a strongest above all. Side note, Uranus is also showing us everybody, all signs, which just kind of reminds me, we need to have a different relationship with our body. Taurus as the second earth sign is very much about the physicality of life, the body, you know, for, for Sagittarius, for example, this is talking about health, but for all of us, this is how do we, what is our relationship with our body? Our body is this beautiful biomechanical machine. I mean that in the best possible way. And it has its own intelligence. And because we have free will, and because we disassociate, and because we get stuck in our brains and stuck, stuck in our minds, and it's because sometimes we leave our bodies, you know, time to time or very frequently because we don't feel safe in our body, then Uranus is trying to get us back in touch with our body. How do you heal the disconnection with your physical being? How do you, you know, how do you get back into your body after maybe experiencing different traumas throughout your life? I always tell people, if you are not in your body, then who is? What is? Who is driving the car, so to speak? This is important for all of you. It doesn't matter what sign you are. And to really look at your, while Uranus is in Taurus for the next five years, to look at your relationship with your physical being. Because when I tell people, they're like, well, what should I do, Katie? I'm like, I, you know, I can't tell you how to live your life, but why don't you get in touch with your body? What does your body want? Because when we ignore our body and we ignore what our body wants, our body gets our attention in ways that are increasingly annoying and sometimes very difficult and even tragic. So pay attention to your bodies. Uranus is in Taurus. Uranus is like, be in your body. How do we know when we're not in our body? Because we are floating through life. We do not feel the ground beneath our feet. We are somewhere over here. I mean, I, I know this from personal experience. You know, I've really worked to actually be here and be here in my body. Um, back to Sagittarius. So to that point, how does this then go to the next level? How do you value taking care of yourself? How do you value routine? How do you how do you shift and shake things up? How do you shake up your day to day life and make it in the way that is the most supportive for you and not sort of this thing that confines and constricts? Um, moving on to Capricorn. So this full moon is putting into the spotlight you, you on the level of personality, persona, identity. If you look back at the last couple of years, Capricorn, maybe you've seen a shift in how you express who you are or even who you, who you think you are. Because who we think we are is often not who we really are. It's sort of wrapped up around you know, mom and dad and society and our friends. And when you start to take all that away, you take the past away, you take all the things that have happened away, like what, what remains? And so this is you know, a much longer period of time where Uranus is trying to get you in touch with the real you. Capricorn, I know you've been through the ringer because um, you've had Pluto in Capricorn, you've had Saturn in Capricorn. Um, but this is, I think, the silver lining to this side that as you do a lot of the really deep, powerful, sometimes painful transformation work with Pluto and Capricorn, Saturn and Capricorn, the rebuilding and the restructuring, how do you awaken Uranus? to the real you and how do you build something very different in your life to support it. 
Aquarius. Aquarius, I mentioned you earlier. I mentioned maybe you have done a big move in the last couple of years. I'm not saying every Aquarius or Aquarius rising has made a big move, but I've seen a lot of Aquarius's move across country, for example. Um, this is the part of your chart that forms the base. It forms the foundation. It's home and family. It's where are you planted? And if the roots that you have planted do not support you or are not in alignment with what's going to help you feel safe and secure or thrive in life, you maybe you do need to make a move. It may be a metaphoric move. It may mean the most radical thing you can do at this time is, I don't know, paint your walls or get furniture. Maybe you've been so afraid to put down roots that you've kept things super nomadic. So maybe Uranus is doing the opposite and getting you to come back in to home and to find home and to put down roots and to plant seeds. There can be a little bit of instability at this time. It really depends on the person. Um, but there's something about your home environment that looks very different and perhaps even radically different than it did at the beginning of 2018. So this full moon puts into the spotlight your home, your family, your roots, and maybe you're having to make a decision about where you're living or make a decision about who's going to be a member of your family or a member of your household or what do you need in order to feel safe and secure. And this full moon is making this very apparent because full moons, this is the case for all the signs, full moons make everything very evident. Um, last but not least, Pisces. Uh, this is the full moon that has to do with voice, communication. How do you think? How do you learn? How do you listen? Um, how do you communicate? Um, so something is or has been changing in that department over the last two years. Pisces, you are a very intuitive sign. You are about to go into a year to three year chapter as you go at the end of this year into 2021 of really getting in touch with your more intuitive side. So if Uranus is in your sign of communication, then maybe Pisces, your intuition, your mediumship, your psychic abilities are getting stronger this, you know, this full moon and maybe even going forward into the coming uh, days and weeks and months and even years, um, you may receive with this full moon some sort of information that challenges you or awakens you or shocks you or makes you see things differently. Maybe you find your voice because ultimately Uranus is saying to you, Pisces, if you are only using your voice 5%, 10%, whatever, then how do you do it to who you really are? Because at the end of the, of the day, and this is for everybody, we cannot force ourselves into shapes, into lives, into roles, into titles, into relationships that aren't really us. And you can do that, you can do that, you can do that, but at some point there's a break. There's a separation. There's a need to kind of leave something or to get pushed out of our comfort zone and Taurus is all about comfort zone. But right now we have to either leave our comfort zone, return to our comfort zone, or find a very different comfort zone. So as we go into this full moon later this week on Halloween or on the 1st of November for those in Australia and New Zealand, um, think about this. Go back and listen or you know, go back and think about where was life, you know, May of 2018, more specifically, March of 2019. Like I said, I was not doing my astrology work full time. And long, very long story short, sort of 2018 was like putting the, the writing on the wall that what was comfortable to a point of kind of being confinement was holding me back. And I had to, I can't, I can't only live my life 5%. You know, I have to be me. I'm the only me there is. So that's why here I am every week sharing the astrology with you because now I get to do this full time. But it's not just uh, about sharing information. It's about sharing, you know, self-expression, sharing how I see astrology, sharing kind of the art of astrology. This, you know, for me, astrology is, is very creative. So you know, I kind of give you that personal example. I didn't 
plan to leave when Uranus went back into Taurus in March of 2019, but when all the days and the HR stuff had been worked out, that's when it lined up. And holy moly, <laughs> astrology is a thing. So it's funny how these things line up. And even me as an astrologer, I, I didn't, I didn't choose that date. So I can look back over the last year and a half, I can go back and I can listen, look at the last two years and like, my life is very different. And maybe some of you who are Scorpios or Leos or Aquariuses or um, the other one, the other one, uh, Taurus. <laughs> it's like, what's the other one? Um, you can go back and you can see how your life is very different. So this is all to kind of encourage you to work with Uranus, this planet that isn't really satisfied of us trying to not be ourselves or us keeping ourselves small. It's the planet of awakenings, of liberation, of revolution, of doing something that's radical. And maybe the most radical thing we can do right now is just run away and join the circus or become a full-time astrologer, for example, which you know, to some people that was like running away and joining the circus. Um, but that's pretty much the big news for this week. I mean, we have this full moon on the same day as the sun opposes Uranus. So it's a very you know, powerful full moon. As we get throughout the week, we might see sort of the seismic shifts and, and rumblings. And, and I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Maybe your life is like, fine. But maybe when I went through the Zodiac, you're like, Oh, yeah, that here we are again, you know, there's going to be moments over the coming years where we check in on this Uranus and Taurus story. And this happens to be one of the moments in the story where it comes up pretty loud and clear. Because when a planet goes into a sign, specifically when an outer planet or a slow moving planet goes into a sign, so Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, the story is not always so clear at the beginning. It's only, you know, I tell people astrology makes sense in hindsight. So this is why I'm like, go back 2018, go back 2019. Now you're connecting the dots. You're like, oh, wow. I'm in a completely different career. Oh, wow, my I'm in a completely different relationship. And, and this is to kind of give you a sense of what the bigger picture is over the coming years while Uranus is in Taurus until 2025 and 2026. Um, we do have a Mercury square Saturn on November 1st. Mercury, it does dip back into uh, Libra this week. I believe it does it on Wednesday, which is the 28th. I don't have my calendar in front of me. Um, the same day that Venus goes into Libra. I think the thing that's very interesting about this full moon is that the ruler, Venus, be in Libra, its home sign. It's a very Venusian full moon, which is about pleasure, sweetness, money, connection, relationships, love, um, interpersonal connection. Um, but it's, you know, Venus has gone right, we would say, crossed into the you know first couple degrees of Libra. It activates that June 21st solar eclipse. So maybe there's kind of some eclipse energy in this full moon, you know, the very beginning of the cardinal signs does speak to new beginnings. So there's something about new beginnings that's in this full moon, this new beginning about relationships, Venus will be, we would say in astrology, opposing Chiron at the time of the full moon, it makes the exact opposition to Chiron on November 1st. So with this full moon, we have to look at there's some deeper pain point that's being activated and Chiron, it's in Aries right now. The pain point is around courage and bravery, the courage to move forward, the courage to be brave, the courage to lead, the courage to individuate and to let go. And so maybe this full moon is showing us how we can be bigger, but it means having to let go of something that we need courage, we need bravery for. So this is just all these things to keep in mind this week. Lots going on with the astrology. You know, thank you all. You know, I know a lot of you are um, my clients on the watching live on or even watching the replay. You know, I put the replay on my YouTube channel on Spotify. 
my put it on IGTV over on Instagram. So if you're watching the replay, do say hi as well. Um, what was going on for you in 2018? When you go back and you connect the dots, what do you see? And you can you can always put this in the chat. Um, this is always something that I do talk with my clients, especially if my client is a Taurus or a Leo or Scorpio or an Aquarius. You can book, of course, a consultation with me. Um, links are in the show notes. You can also go to empoweringastrology.com slash booking. Um, follow me on Facebook, on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Spotify, as I was saying a few moments ago. And I love connecting with you all every week. So thank you so much for joining me yet again. And we will connect in November next week. Bye.